Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, and welcome to a special edition of Real Presence Live, coming to you from the 137th Supreme Knights of Columbus Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am Father Ryan Moravitz, and I'm joined by Father Randall Kazel today. Um, this morning, we're bringing you three great hours from this convention, uh, beginning with this first hour from 8 to 9, where we will have a chance to visit with three of our local bishops, all from Minnesota. Um, so if you're wondering where a Catholic connection with Teresa Tom- Tomeo is, uh, don't worry, I think I got that pronounced right. <laughs> don't worry. You did. Tomeo, yeah? Don't worry. Uh, she'll be back on tomorrow at her regular time. Um, for today, we hope you enjoy the show uh, we have for you from the Supreme Convention. So we're really happy to be here. There's lots of Knights of Columbus and others here. Um, Father Kazel, uh, good to see you. Good, good to, to meet you. you. I'm excited to spend Great the next three hours with you. with you. Yeah, it's exciting to be here at the convention and to be with our listeners this morning, bringing what we have here to all of them as well. Really, really, really great. Why don't you open us up with a prayer, Father? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us remember, today is the Feast of the Transfiguration of our Lord. We pray for all the intentions of our listeners, and we ask for our Lord to share with us His grace and mercy to better know and love Him. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. We're going to turn it over to Aaron. Um, at the studio for a preview of the show. Well, I thank you very much, guys. This is going to be an excellent three hours. In the first hour, we have Bishop John Lavore sitting down with us to talk about the gifts of the Knights and how they are helping around the diocese. We've also got Bishop Paul Serba on to talk about the ultrasound program in the Diocese of Duluth. We look forward to hearing more about that. We've got Bishop John Quinn to talk about the convention itself and the beauty of brotherhood and how the Knights exemplify the idea that iron sharpens iron and man sharpens man. We'll hear more about that. We'll also hear from Peter Sonsky live from the convention. We'll hear about all the good things that the Dana, Dana Catherine has from Built Upon a Rock Fest. Fathers Moravitz and Kazel will be here for your questions during Straight Talk. We'll have Ryan Peterson and David Getke to talk about the good things that the Knights of Columbus are doing here. All this right here on Real Presence Live. It's going to be a powerful three hours. Right back to you guys. Thanks, Aaron. We really appreciate that. We've got a a full three hours, so stay tuned uh, for all of our guests ahead. With nearly 300 Knights of Columbus Councils in Minnesota. It's pretty incredible, right? It is 300 councils in the whole state. Uh, The bishops have great allies when it comes to making sure their parishes and local communities are are cared for. 
And so it's great that we've got three bishops here in the next hour to be able to talk about the meaningful work that the Knights of Columbus do, you know, locally and beyond, um, and the impact they have on a bishop's ministry. And so our first guest today is Bishop John Lavore from the Diocese of New Ulm. Bishop Lavore, welcome. Thank you very much. It's always great to be on Real Presence Radio. It's great to have you. It's always good to have you. Um, What's it like to see all the knights uh, together in one place? You know, knights from all over the world, not just the state, but all over the world. It's international now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just wonderful because they're they're great men uh, and they help uh, the church so very much in what they do and... Uh, I remember when I was first uh, inducted into the into the Knights, went through the initiation ceremony, and uh, I was at St. Thomas, uh, University of St. Thomas at the time as a student, and my dad was a Knight, and he would uh, uh, go around to all the various initiation ceremonies and initiate men into the Knights of Columbus, and had a great time doing that. They had great food and traveled and fellowship and prayer it was just uh, uh, so I wanted to be a knight and uh, uh, it was a great great moment when I became a knight of Columbus that's really good I'm back then the uh, the initiations were a little bit different than they are now <laughs> they've yeah. done some reform of those they are they? yeah they are <laughs> I, I remember during that initiation uh, I accidentally tore my pants <laughs> and uh, I came uh, I uh, came home, you know, and I asked my mom, I said, you know, could you sew my pants? She said, what kind of an initiation? <laughs> so, yeah, that's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Bishop Lavore, so blessed to have you here with us this morning. And I know the Knights of Columbus are so active in, in your diocese. Can you share with us a bit about what things you see the Knights are doing to support you and support the local church yeah. in your diocese? Yeah. You know, I can always count on the Knights. Uh, they do such good work. Uh, I know they, uh, you know, support the bishops in all of the initiatives that we have. Uh, they love the church. Uh, they come to ceremonies. Uh, we have, you know, our confirmations, our special ceremonies in the diocese. They're always there. Uh, they lend a helping hand. Uh, whenever we need it. Uh, I know one pastor uh, in uh, uh, Hutchinson was moving and gee, they did, the Knights just got together and, and took care of everything. Uh, and uh, to spread the faith, you know, I know that uh, you'll be talking about this a little later, but uh, we have a life care center in uh, New Ulm. And yes. uh, they, you know, they, they purchased a, a ultrasound machine for that. And I know that saved you know, many lives. Yes. And, uh, so uh, all of those things, you know, whenever there's a, a disaster, you know, a hurricane, or not a hurricane, a uh, tornado or a storm or flooding, they're there. Yes. They're there right. to help out. So they're really good Catholic men uh, in action and can always count on the Knights. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Every year, you know, every year at the Supreme Convention, they give sort of the state of the order. And so I know last year, you know, they always they give kind of the stats. And like, so last year, the Knights of Columbus donated over 185 million dollars, you know, as a as a as a whole yeah. throughout the world. So you think of all the little, the Tootsie Roll sales and all the little yep. bake sales or breakfasts or fish fries. fish fries or spaghetti dinners, you know, that all goes to helping people in local communities. And when you add that all up, it's a huge impact. Yeah. 
You know, one of the things about the Knights is that they support us as clergy just in our vocation, and it's such an important role that they kind of are these, this group of men that can strengthen us in our vocation. Have you experienced right. that in, in your right. vocation, Bishop? With uh, they, yes, uh, they do. I, you know, you, again, they're they're there praying for you, supporting you, uh, patting you on the back, and uh, encouraging to persevere and uh, and to carry on. And uh, their support for seminarians financially is is important as well. Uh, it's very expensive today to uh, educate priests in the seminary uh, for the priesthood men in the priest uh, in the seminary f- studying for the priesthood so they help you know help in that way too but it's all those you know it's, it's the little things yeah. you know that really are so important greeting you with a smile and uh, always knowing that you're you're welcome you know they're they're wonderful men yeah, and Bishop Lavore, recently you completed construction. Maybe it's been a couple of years now of the new diocesan center, a beautiful building in, in New Ulm. Right, and right. were the Knights uh, there with you to assist you with that particular project? You know, there were uh, various men involved uh, in from the diocese that were Knights, but it wasn't a specific uh, project that they took on. But uh, all I needed to do, you know, is... Uh, call the, if there was a difficulty or problem, call the uh, one or two men that were involved there that were knights, and they'd be there. Wow. You know, they'd be there. And I'm in my car, you know, I'm traveling here and there and whatnot, but I'll be there in, you know, half an hour or whatever it was. Whatever it was. So, There's you know, they're really a great help. Yeah, there's something about the Knights and what's fostered in the grace of the Knights of Columbus that it, it helps men to be this way. So you would, yes. a phone call, and I experienced that too, but yeah. I, I can imagine your work, including some of the big things that, that you're accomplishing and our Lord is doing through you, that right. they're right there with you. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And uh, as I say, uh, you know, they sponsor dinners. They, uh, they always are willing to roll up their sleeves and, uh, and help out in any way. The two organizations that help me a lot in the diocese are the Knights uh, and the uh, Council of Catholic Women. Yeah. You know, those are the two that uh, really help. I don't know what we do without them. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. We are live from the Supreme uh, Knights of Columbus Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the Convention Center here. Um, my name is Father Ryan Moravitz, and I'm joined with Father... Randall Kazel, and uh, we're, we're talking with Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm about the impact of the Knights of Columbus um, in our local areas and local communities, and they're the, the great impact that they have throughout the world working together. Um, Bishop Lavore, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, the Knights of Columbus and the Council of Catholic Women. I always tell my folks, you know, the Knights are the strong right arm of the church, we say. Yep. And I always say the Council of Catholic Women are the, the backbone of the church. There <laughs> they you hold go. The yep. straight, you That's know? right. So yep. they really work. They keep us going. They do. Yeah, they, they really, do really do. They, they work together so well. As, yeah, you know, and, they, so, and they do. Yeah, they do. You know, we've been talking about the all the little things that add up and the, the different things they're doing in the diocese from pro-life stuff to parish events yeah. and different things and always having our back and being there to, to help out. Um, with the Knights being such a gift to our local dioceses, would you, would you encourage men listening to become Knights if they are not already? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, it, it's too bad uh, that we always have to keep promoting you know the nights and uh, uh, every parish I've I've been in uh, I was a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and 
Um, there were always active nights in the parishes I was at, but they're always, you know, are really begging men to come and uh, and be a knight and uh, to be active in the Knights of Columbus. Uh, so I would, yeah, I would encourage very strongly. It, it's just a very practical way of putting your Catholic faith into action. Uh, and there's always events, you know, that the Knights sponsor uh, that uh, men can you know, volunteer for. Uh, it's, you know, we're, we're called by our baptism to uh, spread the gospel, to live the gospel. And the Knights are an easy way to do that. I mean, cause they, they have everything organized and you plug in. And uh, wherever you want to volunteer, whatever help you can be, uh, you know, there the Knights are for you. So it makes things very easy, in a sense, to live the, the, the Catholic faith. Yeah, very much so. And here we're we're blessed here to see the witness of uh, hundreds of men gathering here, including some spouses who are gathering here in Minneapolis at the convention center for the national convention. And is there anything you're looking forward to here, Bishop Lavore, being a part of this yeah, great event? Right. You know, I always look forward to the opening mass. You know, that's yeah. always such a a beautiful event. And I know Archbishop Hebda will be the main celebrant. Okay. And, but to see so many bishops and so many priests supporting the Knights of Columbus. Uh, not only do they support us, but we support them. And uh, so we work together to build up the kingdom of God. And to see everyone praying together, the Knights, their, uh, their wives, uh, the priests, the bishops, uh, is, is a, such an inspiring event for me. So I always look forward to that. And that mass is beginning here at nine thirty. Nine thirty. Nine thirty this morning. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I'm I'm ready to go, and I'm uh, going to try to open my heart as much as possible to our Lord's grace and uh, pray for the Knights of Columbus. This mass will be offered. Um, my intention will be for the Knights and for the work that Wonderful. they do. Wonderful. Well, yeah. you'll be praying yeah. for us because we're both fourth-degree Knights, Father yeah, and I, are. We talked about that yesterday. Pray for all the Knights. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Father, yeah. Father and I can't be there for the Mass, but we'll send, I'm going to send my guardian angel over there. For there you go. He there can't leave me for go. too long because he's got to help me out here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Bishop Lavore, so. have you had a chance to, to do any of the new initiation rites, the degrees? You know, I've, I, with, uh, I've been a, uh, in on the initiation rites uh uh, as a priest, so it's it's, it's a, a little li- different. It's a little different, yeah. It's a little different when you're not actively involved in the process itself. I became a fourth degree knight, uh, and uh, you kind of you know sit up in the uh, on the side yeah. there. They don't let the priest really participate as much as the the layman. Uh, so so yeah, I do remember. You know, I do have witnessed those things, but there's nothing like that old and. <laughs> Yeah, that was something else. That was was, Yeah, Yeah, one of the things that folks, I think, especially young guys, they sometimes have heard about the old initiations, you know, and they were good in their time, and I think the Knights have have adjusted that. And just so for listeners out there, you know, if you're hesitant, it's not, it's it's a really, really simple thing. And it's it's really introducing you to the, what the order is about. 
and what we're yeah. about as as Catholic men, as Knights of Columbus. And, and even there's right. a the, the the Knights have established even a, a kind of initiation that's even I would call it softer. That they have a, a, a loose affiliation. You can come to meetings, but not be voting members at the meetings yes. just yet. But you can come and get to know the Knights over a period of time, and then say yes, I want to become a member. So I think that's a good strategy because we need we need men when they come into Knights to choose to be in it, and then they're more likely to be active and come to the meetings and come and be part of the volunteering. That's we we need men who get convicted from their will beginning in their heart. I want to be a part of this fraternal group and be active in the good works. We really need those men to be committed and it makes the every council stronger. So it's a, I think it it's does. a good strategy the National Supreme has come up with with that yeah. way of coming into the order. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just to bring men together uh, in Christ. I mean that's that's what the initiation is all about. Uh, and to really light the fire of the Holy Spirit in the hearts of these men so that uh, they're empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out and uh, to do the work of the Knights. Bishop, can you share the experience of you know Knights supporting Knights? Because I think as a Knight of Columbus, we all experience the support that we give each other, you know, right. as as brothers in Christ and as brother Knights. Um, what, right. what would you say about that for listeners out there that maybe don't know about how the Knights support one another as men? They do. They support one another in their uh, in their prayer life, uh, in family life. Uh, if someone has a, a difficulty in their marriage or family life, uh, you can find the support of another man you know, who's maybe gone through the same things that you're going through right now. Uh, so I've seen that happen. And uh, it's, you know, it's just simple ways. You know, the Knights have a, a golf tournament, you know, and it's not about golf, really. It's about the relationships that you make with the other uh, men that are there and you never know when you can be a help to to another man or another man can be help uh, a help to you so the events are you know I always say like even this convention the most important thing isn't the convention it's the the men who meet each other uh, to uh, further the kingdom of God so yes. uh, that's the relationship building is is so important and the nights are are great you know they just stand shoulder to shoulder and uh, ask our lord for the strength that they need to to live good catholic lives and we need that our culture is just so confused and uh, so many opinions and so many blind alleys uh, we need jesus and the knights are a way of uh, living their your baptismal commitment and spreading the gospel by what they say and do Amen, Bishop Lavor. Yeah. It reminds me recently the uh, Supreme Knight uh, Carl Anderson has continued to encourage a renewal in the spiritual emphasis with members. And could you comment on that at all? What would you encourage Knights to do for continued inner spiritual renewal uh, right. uh, and to answer this call from our Supreme right. Leader? You know, uh, there are just uh, so many resources on uh, the website, the Knights of Columbus website. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, prayers to say, um, you know, it's a, there's a plethora of prayers. Uh, they have the Catechism of the Catholic Church on their website. And uh, so if you have a question about something, you can uh, look, look it up in the Catechism. And uh, so that spiritual life is, is fostered just by uh, going on the Internet and looking at the, the website and seeing the, the various resources that are there you know, to to help to strengthen that inner life. We're here live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, 
I'm at the convention center at the Supreme Knights of Columbus convention. We've had a great conversation with Bishop Lavore. Thank you for being with you're us welcome. this yeah, morning. Welcome. Enjoy the convention and many blessings yep. to you and the Knights of Columbus and New Alm. Um, we look forward to our next interview with you. Um, coming up next, Bishop Paul Serba, my bishop and boss of the Diocese of Duluth, will share some great news on how the Knights of Columbus are aiding the local in our diocese. And later, Bishop John Quinn will be with us to speak on the beauty of fraternity. This is Father Ryan Moravitz and Father Ryan Elkazel, and you are listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Looking for a career unlike any other? Discover the unique vocation of being a Knights of Columbus field agent. You'll provide financial education and protection that all families need and deserve. The Knights of Columbus offers a professional level income potential, benefits, and bonuses. Don't check your values at your office door. Work for a company you can believe in. Contact Pat Dolan at 701-298-9922 for more details. That's 701-298-9922. Align your work with your values at Knights of Columbus Insurance. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. It's the 63rd Annual PRCA Champions Ride Saddle Bronc Match, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Top PRCA Cowboys compete for the title champion and collect thousands in prizes on the world's best bucking horses. Celebrate past champions or join in the live Calcutta of Cowboys on August the 2nd. The Champions Ride August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Exit 7 on I-94, east of Beach, North Dakota. Gates open at 10. The excitement begins at 1. Advance tickets and information at hotrnd.com. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. My name is Father Ryan Moravitz, and I am here with Father Randall Kazel. We are at the Supreme Knights of Columbus Convention, um, and today's broadcast, because it's a special edition of Real Presence Live, today's broadcast of the Supreme... Knights of Columbus Convention um, is brought to you by 
Brought to you in part by Pat Dolan, Knights of Columbus Insurance General Agent in Fargo, North Dakota. Pat, thanks for uh, sponsoring today's show. Um, and you know, the Knights of Columbus, they're serving Catholic families with life, long-term care, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. You can reach Pat at 701-298-9922. Um, Pat, thanks for sponsoring today's show. Folks, it's not a stretch to say that the Knights of Columbus are literally saving lives. Uh, through their ultrasound program, they are providing local pregnancy resource centers like the Women's Care Center in Duluth with funds to purchase new high-tech machines. Um, we are joined now by um, the D Bishop of my diocese, the Diocese of Duluth, Bishop Paul Serba, who'll share how this has taken uh, the pro-life movement in, in our diocese to the next level. So, Bishop, thanks for being on air with us. Uh, welcome. Father Ryan, thanks. It's great to be with you here in good old Minneapolis, yes. down the river from where we are in Duluth. Back to home, right, Bishop Serba? Back yeah, home. back to home. Back yeah. to home. Great to see you here, Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop, we want to talk about a very special program of the Knights of Columbus um, with you this morning. Uh, one that is saving lives. Uh, what is your take on the ultrasound program uh, up in Duluth at the Women's Care Center, one that has saved many lives throughout the years already? Yeah, it, I am so grateful for the initiative of the Knights of Columbus and, as we know, just what tremendous supporters they are of the gift of human life. And uh, one of the programs that they have um, been about for a number of years is providing ultrasounds, you know, to various uh, care centers. And so our own Women's Care Center, which is one of the great blessings uh, of our, our local church, you know, where people came together and um, right across from the abortion clinic, you know, we were able to found the Women's Care Center and then the Knights of Columbus were instrumental in donating the ultrasound machine. You know, we get regular reports from the Women's Care Center of lives that are saved, you know, on a daily basis. They've got people walking in and women who are coming to understand what's uh, you know going on and choices that they have to make and because of the ultrasound machines you know the imaging and being able to see their unborn child they're choosing life and so it's really uh, beautifully dramatic in that um, the efforts of the knights and the gift that they make with these ultrasound machines you know it is literally saving lives every day so um, I couldn't be more grateful um, we had not only the Women's Care Center, which there are story upon story, in fact, I don't even know how many hundreds of lives they've saved, um, but then recently, this past uh, May, it was up in International Falls, the Knights of Columbus donated an wow. ultrasound machine up to that area, which, again, is, you know, further away, but very much in need of it, and, you know, I'm sure lives are already being touched and saved up there as well, so... Across our diocese. Yeah. And Bishop Sir, how does this impact you to see men coming together in this common cause across several parishes and making this impact in our culture and your diocese? Well, I think the Knights, again, you know, they've been such a steady influence, you know, I mean, since, you know, going back to Roe v. Wade, you know, I mean, my whole life and efforts in the, you know, pro-life uh, ventures, you know, the Knights have always been present there. And so that we have men you know, taking leadership in this way and, you know, guiding, first of all, their own families. You know, they are providing the domestic church with families that are, are rooted in life, you know, and so all their efforts, it, it becomes, you know, the culture of life that we're supposed to yes. be. And, and we need the men. We definitely need them and their leadership in their own families to be able to do that alongside their beautiful wives. So That's right. Yeah, yeah. well said. And the men become part of the answer, our answer to the the failures, the weaknesses, the the evil of abortion. Of abortion. Yep. yep. So, 
Bishop, I want to come back to talking about the Women's Care Center just yes. for a minute, too. About, you know, the first time I went there, you know, it's it's in a busy street in, in downtown Duluth. Yes. But you walk in, and there's it's just a quiet, peaceful, very warm, welcoming place. It is. And I here again, you know, the Lord, it, He's always providing, you know, the remedy. He's always providing help and healing where there's been hurt and i think you know the the people um that came up with the concept of how these women care the women's care centers you know where they would be located what they would be like you know he uses the the gifts that have been entrusted to the us you know to find the ways to promote his good work and they have come up with as you say you know the it's a busy part of duluth um and everything about it is inviting so the colors that they choose, the people that are there to welcome you when you come in, you know, the, the setting that is there, it's one that's, you know, not confrontational, it's inviting, it's welcoming, it's warm, it's, uh, and, and then it provides uh, the truth, you know, of, of, of life and, and offering help um, to people who come at times where they're faced with all kinds of problems and, you know, whatever motivates them to seek to, you know, take the life of their unborn child and all those difficulties it's like well here they have a remedy they have a help for them and so it's just such a beautiful thing and yeah uh, anybody if you're in (laughs) Duluth and and hearing our message today um, if anybody is contemplating or facing a decision about this um, that please you know be sure to stop at the women's care center you know it's downtown on first street so yes um you you know one of the things about the knights of columbus is that they collaborate with a lot of different organizations or groups especially pro-life groups and work hand in hand with a lot of different people and groups doing good things and this is one of those examples yes it is yeah i know the knights as we know you know and their great commitment to the faith and you know the support of the church um countless hours that they give in, you know, volunteering on behalf of, uh, yeah, life and family and um, those who are needing in any way. They, they just provide, I forget, I should be more up on my night's statistics. But <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot of them, right? There's plenty there's out there on their website. On their website, check them out. But uh, yeah. the countless volunteer hours that they have are the... Yeah. Folks, this is Real Presence Live coming to you from the Supreme Knights of Columbus Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm Father Ryan Moravitz, and I'm joined by Father Randall Kazel this morning. Uh, this is a special edition um, of uh, Real Presence Live. So we're on from 8, o- 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock this morning, so a little extra long show here at the convention. We're joined by Bishop Paul Serba. We're talking about the Women's Care Center and the good works of the Knights of Columbus. And Bishop Serba, we we think of St. Joseph taking care of our Blessed Mother and the will of God the Father working through St. Joseph in that uh, most holy role he had to care for our Blessed Mother and to care for then the infant Jesus and being a protector as well as a guide into safety. And and how do you see the Knights working with St. Joseph and the, the, the charism of Joseph to be a, a caretaker, a protector, and uh, to help our men in the Knights continue to foster that, that love like St. Joseph for life? And you know, it brings me back, Father Kazel, uh, I had the privilege, like, you know, serving as chaplain for the Knights of Columbus, and, and one of the years when I was the chaplain, 
it was uh, the year of the family in the church, and they presented a beautiful icon of the Holy Family, which was a traveling icon, and you might have seen that or might have, have it. Yeah. Maybe you have the same one. <laughs> so it's uh, you know a strong image of St. Joseph with Mary and the child Jesus, and um, he in his role, I don't, you know, for us to be able to contemplate his life and, and what he did and to ask his intercession in our own families, in our own life, in the life of the church, um, yeah, you can't do enough of it, really, to think about uh, his role. And as you mentioned, you know, certainly it's a, a role of uh, a humble leadership, but of protection, of action, of, uh, uh, of intercession. You know, I, I, I love meditating on the life of uh, St. Joseph as the... Um, not a word of his is recorded in the scriptures, you know. Yeah. He, he he's, like, was he's a listener and a, a doer. A listener and a doer. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of men, I think, in their own familiar roles, I think we can all probably do, you know, better jobs at listening sometimes in the doing. But St. Joseph is our guide, and he's our intercessor, and he's so, he's so strong. And so the protection of the Holy Family, of course... You know, that's what is called to mind when we reflect on what's recorded in the scriptures and uh, his immediate action. And so, too, in the pro-life movement, he has a special role uh, to play in, in protecting the family. And so we should be asking his help, asking his guidance, asking his wisdom. You know. yeah. yeah, and may St. Joseph continue to help our men in the night yes. to be among those who listen and do what the Father's will. Yep. To our listeners, you might hear lots of uh, noise yeah. behind us. I was uh, going to say, we got a whole <laughs> honor guard behind us. The here. honor guard of the mass. fourth degree is uh, lined up. They're getting ready for uh, Mass. They're looking and pretty so good. They're looking really good. <laughs> uh, you know, it's great to see men coming together and men leading and men working in the church. Um, we've got lots of people that we are very familiar with um, walking by the, the, the table here. And it's, it's such a good thing to come together as men, you know. Um, it's such a blessing and the fraternity of it. Uh, Bishop, when we talk about the pro-life movement in particular, you know, we talk about St. Joseph and the role of St. Joseph in the Holy Family. Um, what do you see as the role of men, such as the Knights of Columbus, in the pro-life movement? What's... what's and they they have been leaders, you know, and I, I think, you know, to finally tune, you know, the work that they've been about all of these years, you know, they have been one of the driving forces, you know, behind this. And in their charitable actions, their own witness, their careful life and their own families, you know, they are certainly bringing about a transformation. And they also, in their doing, have been committed to putting resources, you know, to efforts that are kind of the most effective ones in, in saving lives and changing hearts. And so it is things like the ultrasound program where they knew early on it's a great expense. These machines cost thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, but they know that, I mean, they have a way of discerning, you know, kind of what is the most effective means, right, of helping young mothers um, come to a determination that the child within their womb is, a, is indeed a child. And so it was worse, the dedication of the resources that they, they had to these ultrasound machines. And I think for all of, uh, you know, our efforts or our work in pro-life, we just know how instrumental it's been. You know, I mean, the testimonials of women going in with, you know, great questions about what to do and where to find resources or how to find answers. You know, as soon as that little baby, you know, becomes present on the ultrasound machine, and of course now there are these 3D models, I mean, it's like... How can you? How can anybody ever argue that it's not a human life? You know, I mean, it's yeah. there, it's visible, it's very present, and so 
um, it's amazing the denial of the truth, isn't it? It, it is it's hard to <laughs> understand. Yeah, it's, a, it's this whole thing. What is, is out of sight, out of mind? Yeah. out of sight, out of mind. It's a we need to show people the images. That's the yes. ultrasound machine is such an effective way. Yeah. People able to see the baby parts, the baby's head, the formation, the heart. It's a human being. Everything you know from its earliest stages, and so. That's where, again, like the Knights were so instrumental in, okay, we're going to sacrifice, you know, we're going to invest in this. And it's, so that's where I think they've just been so wise. So from their families to exercising their resources and then their patience and perseverance and persistence in all of this. You know, who would have thought, for those of us who remember back to 1973 and stuff, you know, the Roe v. Wade thing that we would still be in. You know, trying to create the culture of life, yeah. and we'd still be with all the science behind yeah, it. Exactly, you know, that's yeah. what's so. This is to be pro-life is to be pro-science, or be pro-science is to be pro-life. I mean, it's just uh, as you yeah. say. It's I hard think to of the Knights of Columbus billboards too, because they do the yes. pro-life billboards. Because yes. you know, you talk about the images too of getting those images out there, and the Knights have been really impactful in sort of getting those out there. Whether you know individual knights, I know can order those and, and get those, but councils do, and Supreme does it. State councils do it. It's such a yeah. And when the knights do the thing. when they do the fundraisers for the ultrasound machines, anyone can donate to help the knights do that. The knights oftentimes lead the fundraisers, yep. so that they they have the funds to be able to contribute. And the other thing, of course, is you know that they do. It's the it's the whole continuum of life. You know where the knights support. You know, I mean they they. Uh, all of their efforts on behalf of, you know, sometimes the arguments are that we don't care for people after they're born kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, well, co- quite contrary to that. The Knights are doing all these things to support marriage and family life and to, you know, to build up families and to help those who have special needs. You know, they've been instrumental in um, holding up, you know, that every life is sacred, every life is beautiful. And, yeah, all the efforts that they have, you know, it all forms this fabric. The special, of life. you know, the special, special Olympics, Olympics, which is is also part of that whole pro life yes, movement too. Absolutely. You know, but so the Special Olympics. I mean, that was that was founded by a knight. That was brought forward by the knights, and they're the we knights still, still help fund it. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't for the Knights of Columbus, That's right? You know. And Bishop Sir Altman, you know, the, the building up of the culture of life, it's a, it's a spiritual combat. It's a sure spiritual is. effort. And Carl Anderson recently has reminded all the knights that we need to take care of our spiritual part to be renewed spiritually so we have the, the spiritual energy in life to share. And what would you encourage knights and maybe any of our listeners to have that inward spiritual strength to be pro-life? It is definitely, Father, you're so yeah, right on in bringing this, highlighting this as well as part of our conversation this morning. It's like, you know, we can't be people of action if we're not rooted in Jesus Christ. And that means having the personal relationship with Him and a daily life of committing our life to the Lord in prayer every day, reminding our, inviting the Lord into our hearts to strengthen us, you know, in our own walk with Him. And if we're not connected to the vine, our efforts will be fruitless, you know. But especially in these, as you say, it's, you know, certainly there are efforts and physical things, but it's it's really a spiritual-rooted problem. It has to do with, you know, having that faith in the Lord, which is a gift, but then cultivating it through our life of prayer, through the sacraments, going to confession, you Amen. know, all yes. the different things that we need to do in order to stay spiritually healthy and fit. Bishop, really quick, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to here at the convention that you enjoy or look at? You know, I've been to a few of these Supreme Conventions now, and I think um, just the, the great fraternity, yeah. you know, the, the support, it's, it's connecting with people that you haven't necessarily seen for yes. a while. But the Lord has this way of bringing us together, you know, and that just provides encouragement and lifts up your spirits, and, you know, we're renewed because we're 
striving for the same goal. Get to heaven ultimately, but the nights Amen. help us in our daily walk to get there. So. And this is such a great great place to be because it's people from all over the country, oh, yeah. all over the world, actually. So. Yeah, so I'm sure you described the sites. We're sitting right at the top of the escalators. Yeah. So we get to watch we're everybody waving come as by. we're talking to everybody. We're waving and talking at the same time. Well, Bishop, thank you for uh, being with us and for sharing with us the generosity of the nights. Um, we look forward to having you back again. It's always good to have you on the show. Yeah, Father, it's always present. good to be with you. We're Bishop. in exile right now. We got to yeah, go back are. to Duluth. But <laughs> Father Kazo, thank you, Bishop Serva. Great to see you. <laughs> Great to see you. Coming up next, Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, will be with us to talk about the beauty of brotherhood in the Knights of Columbus. And later, Peter Sonsky will sit down with us and talk more about the goodness of this year's convention. You are listening to Real Presence Live, and this is Father Ryan Moravitz and Father Randall Kazel. Stay tuned for more with Bishop John Quinn. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and I'm Father Ryan Moravitz, joined by Father Randall Kazel. Uh, we're having a, a great morning here. Um, we've been able to sit down with two of our Minnesota bishops, and we've got a third coming up now. Um, we're at the Knights of Columbus um, Supreme Convention, where there's knights from all over the world gathered here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, for the annual Supreme Convention. It's, we've got a lot of activity going on around us. People are coming in for Mass, so they have to pass by us. So we're seeing everybody at the convention come through. Um, so you'll hear people in the background. It's a really exciting morning here. Um, Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, is here to talk with us about the beauty of brotherhood. And how the knights exemplify the idea that iron sharpens iron and man sharpens man. So, Bishop Quinn, welcome. We're uh, grateful for you being with us this morning and being here at the convention. Thank um, you. How are you this morning? Oh, what a beautiful morning. And to see all of the knights that are assembled 
and knowing these men are striving to live in Christ and to live lives of virtue and service. I just think how blessed all of the bishops are to have these men, because this is an international gathering. Yeah. So you know the ripple effect as these men are in parishes throughout the world, and especially the, their pastors. And uh, what a tremendous group of disciples. Yeah. Bishop, what does it mean to you to be a, a knight in the Brotherhood of the Knights? What it does is uh, to be associated with a group of men who, again, are living their baptismal call and really living it in a very conscious uh, way, a very visible way, but also knowing that their love for Jesus Christ brings them to uh, a life of prayer. If they're married, their fidelity to their spouse and to family life, uh, and in the parish, to be there at Mass. There's nothing yeah. like seeing men yes. at Sunday or Saturday night Mass where they're living that spiritual fatherhood. And to see them there with their children, uh, and as they get older, I know sometimes that's a challenge when they're teenagers, but uh, to still be the father who's saying, no, Mass counts, and you're coming. That was my dad. <laughs> Yes, Your Excellency, thank you again for taking time to be with us here this morning. And can you speak a little of the, the bond of fraternity that develops, flows out of the life of prayer? I know here in about 45 minutes, Holy Mass will be beginning, and we're seeing people beginning to gather for that. But there, there's a fruitfulness that comes from that prayer. Can you comment on how you see that in the fraternal growth through prayer? In true fraternity uh, means to be bonded in Christ. Yes. Uh, friendship without Christ can many times we get to know people but we don't get to know them in a deeper way the depth comes when that friendship is rooted in Jesus Christ because then he forms us in that friendship not just that we like to play racquetball together or that we golf together so often those friendships stay at a level that uh, can be somewhat deep but also sometimes very superficial. It's organized around an activity. Whereas when you are brothers in Christ and prayer leads us into the deeper relationship and one day to the communion of saints. Right. That one day these relationships will be in heaven with the triune God. So I see among the men with prayer, that becomes the opening to a deeper friendship but as Father Ryan was saying, you know, we call each other to accountability. When we see something in one another that really is not that brotherhood in Christ, that is not being virtuous, like iron does sharpen iron, uh, a brother can say to another brother, you know, I'm really concerned. And if you don't have that prayer context, that discipling that we are in Christ, sometimes that may not be received as well is when the friendship is rooted in Christ and in a deeper relationship. And one of the great things about being a knight is, you know, you're walking with other Catholic men, and we share the same values. And so in that, we can call each other on, and we know that, you know, we need one another in that because we have, we have those core values, those core morals as Catholic men, and the Knights of Columbus really helps support one another in that. It's such an important thing. It is, and uh, in a parish, I don't uh, ever want to underestimate the impact 
not only that the knights have on other men, but also on your pastor. Yeah. Yes. That when as priests we see uh, men praying, we see men coming for the sacrament of penance. When they make sure with all the demands on their life as, as fathers, they make time to serve in the parish. That sharpens us. You know, I've always been um, lifted by men who, at the end of a long working day, come back to the parish to serve on our committees and councils and give of their time, sometimes two, three hours, and then to see them later at adoration. That sharpens me, yeah. helps me to be a much better bishop. I think one of the things that I've experienced with the knights as well as a priest is that I've had some of my brother knights, you know, if, if I was struggling or, you know, I was being a knucklehead or something, they'd be like, hey, Father, you know, come here, let's talk, you know. And That's so they've held me accountable, too, in my own vocation and, and being a man and, and being a good man. Um, it's a, it's a big thing that knights do for one another, and as a priest, I've been able to experience that as well. There's support in so many different ways. They do, and uh, their example, you know, every one of us can give the witness to Christ, and it's important that we do that. And then there's those that, you know, by their presence, by their actions, by their involvement, is another level, but then there's also that interaction when they call us, uh, to not just be priests who do things, but they call us to a holiness about how mm-hmm. we do them. Yeah, the holiness in the relationship with others. Right. And, it, and it's as if I, it comes to mind as John Paul, that, that famous quote uh, that uh, Jesus reveals man to himself. And there's a sense in this in the Knights of Columbus where when men are coming to pray together uh, that our Lord works through that to build and mold those relationships and, uh, and to foster the commitment to do that. And so and the Knights, they, they work on a principle of charity, uh, Bishop Quinn, and this principle, how do you see that lived out among the Knights of Columbus? Because ultimately we're all called to love our Lord, and uh, the Knights are meant to foster that uh, charity of love for Lord and one another. Uh, I, I think that that charity, you know, to really love someone, means to be able to not only uh, live and have form a relationship with them, but it means to love them. In other words, to care about who they are more than you care about yourself. Uh, that's to imitate the, what, the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ. That the Lord just didn't do good things for us, which he did, but he gave of himself completely and poured himself out through his passion, death, and resurrection. That's why I, in some uh, spiritualities, they refer to it as the charity of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. To be able to so empty yourself that all you desire is the good of another and to pour out yourself in that love. That's, I think, what the Knights are about. And in every parish, uh, they will take on that kind of ministry, not only through encouraging men uh, to live virtuous lives, but also when Knights get into trouble, when there's problems, when there's sickness, when uh, families lose an income, when all of that, as we know, we live in a very imperfect world and, uh, you know, sad things happen. But the nights are there for one another and uh, so that we're not left alone and isolated. Uh, charity, remember, our God is triune, our God is community. Our God invites us into community 
and in the end our lives in heaven are in community uh, and the nights you know to have charity means that realization that charity is at the core of God because God is love this is Real Presence Live coming to you from the Supreme Knights of Columbus Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Convention Center here. Um, I'm Father Ryan Moravitz. I'm joined by Father Randall Kazel um, of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Um, we're joined by Bishop John Quinn and we're talking about the fraternity of the Knights of Columbus and how we support one another as brothers in Christ and kind of iron, iron sharpening iron. Um, Bishop, there's a principle in the Knights of Columbus, particularly in the fourth degree of patriotism. Um, men are called to live the Catholic faith to the best of their abilities on a daily basis. And especially as Americans, you know, um, if a knight is an American, it's an international organization. But there's a dynamic of, of being a patriot. Um, can you speak to some ways that this would be best lived out and how it is lived out by the Knights of Columbus? I think, you know, for us as uh, knights and our uh, love for our country. I think, you know, you, you, we really can't make our country better if we don't love it. And that means also that we are men who take uh, uh, seriously our, uh, the, the opportunity to vote, to know who we're voting for, what is it that that candidate, he or she, stands for, uh, is this someone who is really about the common good? And I think to be somebody who is patriotic means we have to be faithful to not only uh, that common good, but to Jesus Christ. And uh, I think to be a, a good uh, knight uh, about the work of patriotism means that we take seriously that uh, election process and that we also during the year hold our uh, you know elected officials accountable uh, I know here in Minnesota we're very blessed with a very active Minnesota Catholic Conference that lets everyone know where our lawmakers are and all you have to do really is email them yeah. you don't even have to get a stamp and you can voice what you believe as an American but also for religious freedom we have a right to bring our ideas and to form conscience and to take that seriously. So I think that's, as we look at um, the Knights and their role of being patriotic, means to love our country, but to love it so much that we know the fullness of truth uh, will be found in the gospel and in Jesus Christ. That's one of the reasons I think every bishop who's here today and others who wish they could be, uh, but because of schedules, maybe can't. But the pro-life stands. How our knights stand with us as bishops for pro-life from inside the womb of a mother all the way to the last natural breath. They're always there with us. Yeah, one of the experiences I've had in my short years as a priest is the knights really standing behind us when it comes to the pro-life issues, um, marriage issues, marriage. marriage and family life issues. They're... They've been such a strong support where it's good to know as a priest, too, that I know these guys have my back when, when we're talking about it, when we're out there um, doing different things and as issues come up. Well, they certainly supported us as bishops here in the state of Minnesota about marriage and about the importance of marriage and marriage between a man and a woman and how important that that uh, basic foundation of our society and of our culture 
uh, cannot just be redefined and given uh, now a new definition. They, they stood with us. And, you know, whenever you take a stance for Christ, it's costly. No one ever said following and living for Jesus Christ is like going to a shopping mall with an yeah. endless credit card. Mm -hmm. If you're going to live that self-gift, that sacrificial love of Jesus Christ and a, and a costly discipleship of iron sharpening iron, there is a cost. But are you willing to give that over to Christ? And I see the Knights uh, are willing to do that to be associated with not only our gospel, but to stand publicly. And when you do that, you're going to get pushback. I think one of the great things about being at the Supreme Convention, and I've been to a few of them now, is that you realize as we walk in this, we are not alone. That we walk together as brothers, as Catholic men, and there, there's a lot of us. <laughs> That's right. See, I think sometimes when we get afraid or we don't want to uh, be as public in our witness, it's because we think we're out there alone and that there isn't uh, others who are standing with us. That's the reason the fraternity, we get stronger together. In Christ, though, it's not just yeah. let's get as big a rally as we can get. Uh, that may have some value to it, but when it's done in Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit and the confer the anointing of the Holy Spirit is what gives us really, like in the Acts of the Apostles, to get out there. You know, folks are getting ready for Mass here, and that Mass is going to be powerful here at 9.30. That's right. Um, with, with all the priests and the bishops and the Brother Knights and the Fourth Degree, it's a, it's a powerful showing of how we walk in the Lord, especially the Lord in the Eucharist. Anything you're looking forward to at the convention here? Anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, the, last couple minutes? The, the Eucharist that we're celebrating this morning, I think, is always for us the... Uh, the high point because it our lives come to the Eucharist our lives flow out of the Eucharist and to see all of the priests who are here God's faithful people uh, those of us who are privileged to be bishops to serve our church in that way to see the whole church assembled really lifts our hearts but to see the church at prayer and to see young people older people people who have been part of this for decades, that we're one church, and that Christ is calling his people and calling all of us uh, to be his witnesses in the world. And then uh, throughout the day, and tonight, of course, will be uh, one of the fun parts of, not that uh, these other meetings aren't, but to have the state's dinner, and we all get to sing our state song. Uh, and sometimes I forget what it is, and so I get to sing it again because I'm originally not from here. So I didn't get to sing it in grade school, but I have, the Knights have made sure I can sing our Minneapolis, uh, our Minnesota state song. Bishop, um, it's always good to be with you. It's great to see you. Thank you for uh, your ministry and uh, for well, being a Brother Knight. And, and it's great to see you and uh, being a grad of our seminary. 
Yeah. Uh, and we're very grateful. I love Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary. You know, you come on any time. we got a candle in the window for hey, you. thanks. I really um, appreciate and it. thank you also, and your bishop, who is before me here, uh, entrusting your seminarians to us. Yep, absolutely. And, and I get to have You're doing good them, work there. I get to have them in class, too. They love I, your class. See, I pay them money. <laughs> to say that, right? <laughs> it's worth the money. It is. I'm broke, but then they say good things. You bishop, got, thank you for being with us this morning and, and talking about the bond of fraternity and what it means to be a knight. Coming up next, get ready to hear more of what the knights can expect at the convention with Peter Sonsky of the Supreme Council. And later, we lift up your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. Um, this is Real Presence Live, coming to you from the Supreme Knights of Columbus Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota.